Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now for our story. During the course of his interviews with Kit Calvert at the Huntsville Sanitarium, Dr. Larrabee had uncovered a clue which might help in solving her case. It referred to a period in Kit's childhood. At that time, the lonely, rejected child had become attached to a young boy several years older than she. This boy had protected her from the tormenting of the other children. He had become a symbol of security and love to her. But their friendship had been broken off abruptly by Kit's father, Ben Calvert. Deeply hurt by this loss, Kit had forced all thoughts connected with the incident back into her unconscious. Then, in her illness, the memory began to return. She was tortured by a feeling of loss, of despair. Aunt Mary had stumbled upon the knowledge that it was her own son upon the knowledge that it was her own son upon the knowledge that it was her own son upon the knowledge that it was her own son who figured in Kit's childhood so importantly. She persuaded Randy to visit Kit, help her if he could. And today, Randy Lane is sitting in the office of the psychiatrist, Dr. Martin Larrabee. I think I ought to warn you, Doctor. I'm not sure I'm entirely sold on this deal. But Mom still thinks it's a good idea, so here I am. Oh, what's the matter, Randy? Just the usual skepticism about the methods we psychiatrists use? No, that's not it. The whole thing is... Well, I guess I shouldn't say this, not being a doctor, but I kind of doubt it will do any good. I see. Well, as to that, I believe I mentioned during our first talk, there's no guarantee that presenting you to Miss Calvert will actually bring about a change. It's only a hope of mine. A hunch, you might say. Well, I didn't mean that exactly either. What I'm trying to say, I guess, is that you may be able to restore Kit's mind all right. You may get her back to normal. But can you change her personality? Well, Randy, my purpose is to restore Miss Calvert to a normal social adjustment. That is, to make it possible for her to return to a healthy, constructive life. Yes, I understand that. But it seems to me you're likely to run into quite a bit of interference. Mm, how do you mean? Well, so far as I know, Kit never has led a healthy, constructive life. She's been selfish and inconsiderate and self-centered for so long that I doubt if she'll ever change. How can you remake someone? That's why I wonder if there's really much hope for her. Well, sometimes people behave without consideration for others because of some distortion in their characters produced by early environment factors. Mm. Mm, if these can be uncovered, shown to the patient in new light, sometimes definite changes may develop. Mm. Well, I'd be happy if it worked out that way in Kit's case, but I felt I ought to let you know that I'm kind of a doubting Thomas, especially at this stage in the game. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. 
And that being the case, the fact that you're willing to lend yourself to our experiment is, well, it's all the more appreciated. <laughs> um, I feel a little like a prize guinea pig. <laughs> you're not nervous, I hope. No, but, well, if there's anything in particular I should or shouldn't do, maybe you'd better tell me before they bring Kid in. No, the most important thing is to stay calm. Mm-hmm. Don't get excited no matter how Miss Calvert reacts. Keep your voice where they're quiet. Don't make any sudden movements or do anything to startle her. I get it. Okay, Doctor, shall we uh, get started? Yes, we might as well. I'll ring. Miss Janeway's waiting to bring her in. Take just a minute. The room's right down the hall. <laughs> I feel as if I'm waiting for the curtain to go up at the theater. What you're going to see might easily be as dramatic as any play. The intricacies of the human mind, of human motivations. Could anything in the world be more exciting? Or more puzzling? Good afternoon, Miss Calvert. Come on in. I fell asleep. They woke me up. It's so nice to sleep. Oh, I'm sorry if they disturbed you, Miss Calvert. But you see... You have company. Company? Oh, it must be a mistake. Uh, come and sit down. Sit here, Miss Calvert. Your favorite chair? But I have no favorites. Green, blue. I had a blue sweater once. They threw it on the ground. She's more disturbed than usual today. The blue sweater she mentions figures in the incident she connects with you. I remember Miss Calvert, I'd like to... Wait a to... minute. Who's this? Why, this is an old friend of yours, Miss Calvert. I don't know him. I never saw him before. Oh. Well, then, perhaps I was mistaken. I thought you mentioned something to me in one of our talks... about a friend of yours. Friend? I have no friend. Not anymore. I did have one, only one. But that was a long time ago. He's gone. Dad sent him away. But perhaps he came back, Miss Calvert. The friend you lost. What would you say if I told you this young man is the friend you had? Hello, Kit. You know my name. That's odd. Kit, do you remember how we used to play together? No. Yes, you do, Kit. Remember, we'd walk home from school together every day. I was always alone. Always. No, kid. We used to have a lot of fun together. You must have forgot. Think. Can't you remember, kid? I was always alone. Except for Dad. Uh, when she's like this, she fights the memory back, you see. She connects it with her hatred for her father. Father? He yes. wasn't a father. He was a guard, a jailer. He kept me in that house like a prison. I won't go back. I won't. No, no, certainly not. You're going to stay right here until you're well. You won't let Dad take me away. You promise? Yes, Miss Calvert. I promise. I wouldn't have to worry if I could find him. He'd keep Dad away. He wasn't afraid. But now there's no one. Miss Calvert, sometimes people come back even when they've been away a long time. They come back because they aren't afraid. Everyone's afraid of Dad. But, uh... There was someone who wasn't. Don't you remember? We were wondering who he was. And how we found him. Kit, I'm sorry you've forgotten. I came back. I, 
I want to help you, kid. Who are you? Did Dad send you after me? No, kid. I'm your friend. Don't you remember? The one you've been trying to find? He was a little boy. That was a long time ago, kid. Things change. People grow up. But I still want to be your friend if you'll let me. I'd like to help you. I did once before, remember? Help me? No one can help me. It's too late. No, it isn't, kid. You're ill now, but Dr. Larrabee will make you well. Look at me, kid. Don't you remember? Miss Calvert, this is Randy. Randy Lane. Now, do you? Randy Lane? Aunt Mary's son. And you say you were my friend. It's true, I was. Aunt Mary's son. The little Peggy Douglas. Pretty little Peggy Douglas. Well, she's got Bill now, and Lisa has the baby. Everybody has what he wanted except me. Bill and Peggy. Bill and Peggy. He always loved her. I used to see him with that, that suffering look on his face, dreaming about Peggy. I was nothing to him. Miss Calvert. Don't try to shut me up, Doctor. Everyone always does try to if I say anything against her. It was always like that. You're no friend of mine, Randy Lane. Why do you pretend? You came here to spy on me. Then you'll run back and tell them all what happened to Kit Calvert. No, Kit. You're all wrong. I came because I thought you wanted me to. He's lying, Doctor. Are you going to sit there and let him lie? He came here to spy on me, I tell you. No, you're mistaken, Miss Calvert. I asked him to come. Then, then you're in with the rest of them. And I thought I could trust you. There's no one I can trust. My own doctor. You think I'm crazy. Well, I'm not that crazy. I can tell when people are against me when they mean to do me harm. If you really wanted to cure me, you'd keep them away. The whole pack of them. <laughs> Pretending to be my friend. The one I lost. As if I wouldn't know him. Recognize him. Why is everyone against me? Everyone hates me. <laughs> they always have. <laughs> I guess I may as well clear out, Doctor. Yes, frankly, I expected a far different reaction. Well, perhaps we'll have better luck next time. Next time? Dr. Larrabee, don't you think we'd better forget the whole thing? Kit may need someone, but I'd say I certainly wasn't it. <laughs> Martin Larrabee pressed the buzzer. The nurse came in and led Kit Calvert away. The experiment had been a failure. Perhaps Kit's need for self-justification, her unbalanced conviction that the world was against her, would defeat their attempts at a cure. Dr. Larrabee hadn't said so, but he wondered, as had Randy, if there was any point to trying again. <laughs> 